Hello, I'm Glory Hound from Glory Hound Presents, and you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. Welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're getting ready to jump into session 25 of our Day Trippers campaign. Uh, things have changed. There's been a sea change going on at, the, at the, our Day Trippers universe. So we'll uh, kick it over to Todd and have you take it away. So uh, last time around, a bunch of stuff happened. It sort of wrapped up a whole phase of your life and Dex showed up just in time to catch the last phase of your life sort of falling apart and you getting propelled into this new phase just at around the same time that uh, you had decided you were not going to go serve as mercenaries in a civil war, no matter how much money dark matter could make off of it. And therefore you had to quit. You were also pushed on the spot, literally on, live online to answer Scylla Sardassian's question. And now this is Nash and I'm talking to you, obviously. <laughs> will you or won't you be my co-star and live on the net he said uh, when do we begin so having packed up left dark matter now in possession of the bago space bago yes bago <laughs> spago yeah <laughs> yes blasted all through all my megas just for this beauty. Look at that. Look at that. It is thing. gorgeous. Oh, it's got everything. It's Giant phallic. Big yeah, fat weirdly yep. Yeah. Yeah, phallic as yeah. hell. Yep. Um, <laughs> right down to the old timey <laughs> rotary gun that it can that <laughs> Nash can use. It pops out of the bottom or something. I don't know. <laughs> So you are you're now ready to embark on a new phase of your life, and the way that uh, the way that we had, we had talked it over, I don't really remember whether it was in character or not, but I'm, I'm willing to go with it either way. Is that you would still have a lot of time to yourself? It's not as though you're going to be followed by cameras twenty four seven, but more like once a month there will be an episode where you guys are uh, involved with Scylla, either traveling to some distant node or scouting something out for a future job for her and uh, a lot of the rest of the time you are on your own and you could potentially take on day tripping missions uh, as an independent company or whatever it is that you wanted to do with a lot of your time and so you you've, you've got all that in place you know that Scylla is always scouting for information on available slip nodes that is either places that have come back uh that that have been um you know developed as tourist destinations or places where we've discovered friendly locals in sort of a tropical paradise vacation situation she likes going to places like that and there are many places like that but she also likes going to weird and unusual and unexplored places to you know boost the ratings and do stuff that no one's ever done in places no one's ever been. And that means she's got some contacts throughout the day tripping industry. Uh, one of those contacts is a company called Nodex, uh, full name Nodex Interdimensional Transport. Uh, you see their brown boxes, they're just big, ugly brown uh, box like vehicles taking off and returning uh, from Diaspora Ranch all the time. Because whenever we do have like a regular interdimensional trade route going on they they handle about half of that work so uh her daddy had connections to the ceo at nodex and therefore she knows a lot of people at nodex and uh they've given her they've given her a, a tidbit of information she thinks she might be able to get a show out of it and she says to you all excited bouncing up and down her tits sort of flashing in rhythm they're gonna pay for it 10 million per crew member 
And all we have to do is a little product placement, a little branded name mentioning, strike up a good relation on part of Nodex. I got no problem with sponsors, baby. I've done that. Yeah. So sounds like a, like a pretty good. What are, what are they looking for? Well, uh, here's what I've got. She opens up her PDA and throws up a couple sublim- uh, secondary screens. You're looking at a it's a beautiful Earth-like planet, um, very Earth-like, as a matter of fact. Um, old-timey Earth, sort of like a woodland and meadows, and uh, there's some something kind of like Earth birds flying around in the sky, and then there's these cats, but they're wearing clothing and they seem to be about human size, and they're playing some sort of game, tossing a cube back and forth in a field. Uh, this is this is shot by a drone hovering some distance away, and then the drone pans to the right, and you see there's there's a whole uh, I want to say city because it's big, but I want to say town because it's sort of low tech. It's like a medieval level of architecture like and technology. Really strange looking village though. All sorts of bizarre angles, and there's domes and squares, and then like bridges that sort of like go to nowhere and just sort of stop. It's almost uh, insane architecture, kind of pretty, but in a really useless and chaotic way. And uh, she says, here's what we know about the place. Um, we call it Unaris B, but the locals have a name for it. I, I think it's I think it's Ching or Chang or something like that. Their language is hard to say. Uh, it, it, was, it was not clear really what they were saying most of the time according to my contacts at nodex but here's the thing they had a a tank of nutrex untreated unflavored nutrex then they were trying to fix their food processor or something but they somehow ended up trading with these cat people and they got about a hundred of these she opens up a cabinet and pulls out a potted plant and it looks like a tree, but it's only about a foot and a half tall. It's like a bonsai tree, huh? But while you're looking at it, it's slowly rotating around. It's like um, moving its branches and twisting its entire body around, like it's feeling the air, sensing the atmosphere. And it's just sort of slowly moving. It's actually kind of mesmerizing and beautiful in a weird way. She's like, they're called turning trees, and they've actually been worth a million on the retail market. So uh, Nodex has decided they want to stake a claim to this planet. They want me to do a special episode where we product placement and open up some sort of trade arrangement with the Ching Chang cat people. I told them I'd think about it, but uh, they thought I was playing hard to get. So they offered $10 million per crew member. Good on you. It seems, I mean, it seems like something pretty simple. It'd be uh, something that we could work deck out on. It shouldn't be uh, too complicated, not too much stress. Seems like a pretty easy gig. Well, um, yeah, not too much stress, but I, um, I just wanted to mention um, it's a, it's a dream world. Ah, okay. All right. I, Nope. Full disclosure, I know you've got some history with those. I I hope you're not too traumatized, but this one is historically stable. Um, They've actually been tracking it for years before they sent out their first mission. No, it'll be, it's fine. It'll be fine. (laughs) All right, babe, you're the best. Listen, here's what I need you to do. If you and your boys can take the Bago and uh, maybe scout out some locations, do a little uh, forward recon. Uh, I'll take care of the paperwork down here, and then we'll shoot the episode later this week. Yep, that's that sounds uh, sounds feasible. Uh, do they have any established contact lines with these uh, people already? Um, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, he could never really remember because it's what they said was that they were non-representative representational traders. I think what he means is it doesn't matter who you talk to, uh, just whoever. Okay. Uh, so they're used to people coming then. 
That I don't know. Uh, I, I believe this was the first and only mission that any, any humans have sent to the planet. But the, the mission report says that they got along well. They successfully traded 93 rotating trees for a tank of Nutrex and uh, came back with such a glowing report. Apparently, they had a marvelous time, uh, but just a little confused on some of the details. All right. And he, you know, kind of looks sort of sideways at the tree again and he like just shudders a little bit because that, She's that like, actually brings cute, back some it? bad memories. Oh, I'm sorry. She puts it back in the cabinet. Maybe you won't come across any on uh, on Unaris B. But look, and she shows you the same footage over again. It's actually a beautiful place. I'm sure we can find some great shots. Yep, uh, we could uh, we could take a drone up with us. Um, see, if, see if we can get some B roll, I guess, while we're there. And uh, good idea. You're thinking ahead. Yeah, you know, always, uh, always. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. We. Yep. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> James and uh, her assistant James comes into the room. Uh, he's followed by a little drone of his own, and uh, he pulls out his tablet. He's like. Yes, I've taken care of all of the arrangements for you. You've got the NDAs and the necessary contract documents to sign waiting for you in your inbox. They'll just need you to sign in duplicate and on camera. She's like, thank you, James. You can go. Like, he's they've got like a psychic bond or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, James just sort of uh, nods at each of you, doesn't say a thing, and leaves through. So uh, One yeah. day you'll connect with that man. One day. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll happen. It's good enough. We got our, you know, we, we've got our connection. Uh, she's reading the messages in her inbox and sort of mumbling to herself, shipment of flavored sledges, an assortment, an assortment of flavored sledges. She's like practicing how she's going to say that. We have brought to you an assortment of flavored sludge, flavored sludge. I got to come up with a better word. They want us to. Well, they might not understand what it means. So, I mean, there's that, I guess. Well, they bought a tank of raw Nutrex. Have you ever eaten raw Nutrex? Like when your food processor fails to put the flavor packets in? You would be surprised at the things we ate in the field. (laughs) So, who knows? Yeah, they might have terrible taste. They, They may prefer it without flavoring. Who knows? But I've got an assortment of flavored sludges. It's part of my envoy gift. Okay, all right. I don't want to have an attitude about it. <laughs> ten million is ten million. You know, whatever. I can buy a car. Fludge. <laughs> <laughs> Call it fludge. Um, she turns slowly to look at you, Reggie, and she goes, <laughs> "Okay, hey, yep, yep, <laughs> is that right, Nash?" <laughs> She's like, she's on her way out of the room, but as she, she shouts, you watch her back exiting the room. And she's like, you didn't say you'd trademark it, but I didn't say I'd use it. It's all yours, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's when you're going to lose, Rich. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to, I don't want it. Okay. Like, I'm trying to help, but I just, I don't want any sort of um, credit. <laughs> I'd prefer fludge over sludge. Yeah, I mean that's why I said it. But yeah, oh yeah, it's a, it's a, it flows better, you know. And people can just, you know, yeah, flavored. They can see what it is. It's sludge and it's flavored. You get it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I get it. It's yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't. Know. I think it's the udge part that Probably is the udge. unappetizing. Yeah. It's that hard D G E. You know, it just doesn't work. I think the U is in effect all on its own. Uh, and then yeah. on top of it, you get dzh. Mm. I mean, of course, we could always just drop the L and just call it fudge. But maybe that would be confusing. I don't think they would know the difference, though. Probably not. <laughs> You're probably right. I think on a consistency basis. Probably the same. Similar. Hey, did I- she say this was a dream world? <sighs> She yeah. did, and uh, uh, it's it's been tracked, and it's part of the big model, but it wasn't actually, um, no one had actually been there until apparently 
very recently and kind of on the sly. However, you might be able to look up some data on it uh, on the big model. And this is just going to be like, sort of like, man, I can't remember the name of that planet, but where we're just sort of scouting locations and everything goes to hell. Is that about right? You know what? Give me a, uh, what is oh. it? A slip space dynamics roll, Reggie. Cool. One, two, three, four. Uh, that's an eight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, you have read about this place. Um, oh, yes. You know, when the moment she said Unaris B reminded you that the star Unaris, uh, the reason that it, uh, it caught your attention while you were flipping through the big model one day was because it looks pretty much like Sol. And Unaris B, the second planet out, looks pretty much like Earth. And so you zoomed in on the image, taking a look at the star from the planet, and it looked very much like looking at Sol from the surface of the planet Earth. And then as you spun your view around in the little 3D virtual display, you noticed a streak of stars, a big galaxy viewed edge on. And because you're a smart dude who's studied stellar navigation, you recognize it as the Milky Way. Okay, now, this is a pocket universe, a dream world, all right, located in some far-flung dimension separate from the three that we know. And yet, standing on the surface of the planet, it feels very much like standing on Earth, with including the sun and the fucking Milky Way. It's like a replica of Earth. So that's what catches you about this planet. That's why you remember it. You also remember that it's rich in resources, including heavy metals, woods, and all sorts of animal species. Okay. Uh, it's referred to as Unaris B, the, the second planet out. So that's where the B comes from. It's an, it's inhabitants, though, call it Chang. Well, yes, she had it right. It was Chang. This is just, it's like a copycat of Earth, you know, except it's just, it's sort of like, all the different ways you can sort of perceive the universe from Unaris B is very much like looking up at the sky in our very own universe, our very own dimension. So in that regard, it's going to be pretty comfortable. So you've, you, you know about this place already? Just studied it. I, you know, it comes up as studying things, you know, uh, with the whole, you know, slip dynamics and my, my uh, intent on perfecting that. But uh, yes, yep. I'm not really uh, too acquainted. I should, I should point out, Reggie, that, that I'm sorry, that role, that was a yes and. So you, okay. can, you can give me an and here. There's nothing dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's <laughs> cats <laughs> everywhere. Cats, yeah. <laughs> yes and. I'm able to identify maybe like four spots that could work right off the bat that we could check to maybe like more efficiently scope things out. But is that it? Is that anything? Um, I'll give you one spot That's because oh, yeah. while zoom, yeah. zooming around, um, you actually look, you don't know whether it's the same city. There may be other cities, but you did locate a city and it might be the same one as in the video Silahat. You know exactly where it is. And so you could plot a course directly to it. Yeah. I'll probably like do one of these things with the, with the view like right here. That's probably the best spot right there. I mean, this is just something I... I've noticed, and based on what she said, I mean, it could be the same city. Who knows? But, I mean, this would be a great spot. We should check this one out first. All right. I trust your judgment. <laughs> Jack, you've got anything to add? <laughs> <laughs> he, he just he blows right past it. <laughs> it will be interesting to be near a civilization with little to no technology that Maybe a little unnerving for you that will be an interesting study also interesting and how well they've seen a lot of people so they probably won't be too unnerved by your abilities maybe you'll be like a god <laughs> imagine actually that i i gotta correct that they they probably haven't seen a lot of people but they were oh. very friendly to the people they did see ah okay all right yep i took that wrong i thought it was like they they did trading or whatever but that's uh Cool. Uh, they, yeah, they did do a trade. Um, now what they want, now they want to set, uh, a trade route, a trade route in which we will offer them 
something from Earth that doesn't have much value to us, and they'll give us something that does have much value to us uh, on a regular basis. This is actually the way Nodex makes a lot of its money. Um, day trippers go out and they find a place with a resource that we prize more than they do, and they trade for it. And they just run back and forth on regular day trips, providing the market with things like floating eight balls and rotating trees. So just like standard run-of-the-mill day tripping? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Commercial commercial transport and uh, extra-dimensional transport, yeah. I love it. Seems easy. 10 megas, that's not nothing. Now, <laughs> right now you guys are tripping. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> you mean that there's day trippers who encounter other cultures and don't try to kill them? <laughs> or, or take over their planet or lay claim, <laughs> lay claim to large swaths of, of territory. <laughs> um, so is she going to have, uh, so is there anything prepared for us to take as we go to investigate as like an initial, like, hey, we're bringing this cool thing for you. Don't kill us or whatever. Or we just sort of left our own devices to just go and scope it out. Uh, she doesn't have the, what she was reading about was their offer, what they want her to do on sure. camera with their product. So when it comes to you guys doing this, uh, scouting run, no, nothing was actually mentioned. Um, you might want to think of a few things and just bring them along. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, so, um, new, new civilization, uh, we should probably bring a little something. You, you remember the Ufa? I mean, oh yeah, know, of they, course they traded, right? So we want to want to make sure we bring something. I mean, yeah, and we basically are now fluent in their language. If you remember, we totally just we learned it like in one night, right? <laughs> it's like I I miss those guys. <laughs> those guys were cool. Yeah, maybe yeah. some blankets. You know, they probably have blankets. That's a bad. You know what? This is probably isn't for me. It's <laughs> probably this one. Probably this. I mean, like you could bring, you could bring like, I mean that tree is pretty fucking cool. I don't think we have anything that can like mark like rival that tree. You know, that's like I kind of want one of those. It's trippy as fuck. No. Yeah, well, yeah, it's something. I mean, so they have like a basic society. So, oh man, I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe just like food paste. I don't. How about something let's just start at the basis. How about the concept of the wheel? Do you think that would be something, or they probably figured that out already? I don't know. Uh, they have they have buildings um, made of what looks like wood, rope. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you weren't really close to it in the video, um, but there are no obvious signs of uh, metal or wire or cable or concrete. Nothing like that. <laughs> what um, about? Jewelry. That's a good question. The cats that you saw playing in the field were wearing clothing. It's not a bad idea. Uh, they spent some of their time on all fours and at other times walked on their hind legs. What about, what about crunchy foil balls? You think that might be a that might be a thing? <laughs> or how about like blonde wigs if we're going that direction, Nesh? <laughs> And um, I just want to say, since we've, we're talking about dreams, and, and uh, I just wanted to get sort of a temperature check. Uh, Reggie, how have you been sleeping lately? I mean, how, have, how has anyone been sleeping lately? Not good, right? Uh, uh, probably not very good. What's, be, your, to... what's, your, what's your state now? Having gone through all this and knowing that the next phase of your life is going to be drastically different from the last one. Um, You've got the, the now. You've all got the bago. You've got deck here. Do, do, do think, you feel happier? Do you feel worried? What do you What are you feeling these days? Probably the first Reggie's probably Reggie's feeling uh, positive actually about not being tied down to like a uh, organizational goal that he sometimes has issues with. So I think until some sort of conflict that mimics that comes up, I mean, he's as far as that that part of him is concerned, he's just he's just happy to be out of that. Um, 
and and sort of like in charge of his own destiny in a way, in a way. But he follows Nash to the grave. But that's that's like, at the very least, there it's Nash making the decisions, and not someone telling Nash what where we're going. Okay, so uh, so mentally, you're in a pretty good place, and yeah. uh, you've you've noticed uh, you've noticed lately that just like little things line up for you, you know, just like you flip a coin and you get what you what you knew it was going to be. Or uh, you or like just random things like you you want a certain kind of sandwich and you go to the vending machine and it's, there's actually only one sandwich there and it's the exact kind you wanted. Little things have been lining up. It's making you feel like you know what I'm moving in the right direction. Life is going good. So you actually have not had sexual nightmares for a couple nights. Last night, in fact, you had something that made that made you feel very good very positive what did you dream about last night <laughs> well so all right this is what reggie dreamed about <laughs> the se so sexual nightmares all fu funny haha -ha, but they fucked uh reggie up in a massive way over the course of his life or mm -hmm. since, since he got jacked up on that uh mm -hmm. so I think what happens is there's in this in these dreams that he's having now, uh, it's sort of the opposite where instead of it being like a sexual nightmare, it's like a contented, um, a fulfilling, a, a fulfilling love. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? So it's very so he probably wakes up more confused <laughs> than, he was, than he than he would be with the sexual nightmares. Like at least he knew what that was, but having this having this change is almost as unnerving but not as destructive so like in a, in a way his mind sort of like has been able to focus on you know concentrating on you know the studying uh lucid dreaming slip dynamics that whole aspect and uh and also the uh the painting he's painting again because of it all right, tell me, tell me a scene. Tell me something specific from last night's dream. Okay, so it never involves a person. That's the thing. That's that's the thing. That's I mean, sort of like those sexual nightmares never really involve the person, but like things that were objects uh, being alive and and mm -hmm. hurting him basically. So um, I think this time it's sort of like you know, like he'll uh, let's see, let's see, let's just we'll say like right off the top of the head. He's on a beach and there's like just the best sort of lapping waves that just come up onto the shore. Uh, he's just sitting there in uh, like some, I guess, I guess they'd just be jeans with no shoes on. And the water's just kind of hitting his feet. And uh, I, I think I think for the most part in the dreams, I, he's looking around expecting expecting something that just never comes. There's just contentment and uh uh unnerving love with his environment oh so like last night there was the beach but like maybe that like the night before he was sitting on a on a patio or something with like a glass of a with a, a a beer and he was getting that same feeling from like the breeze there was a breeze uh flowing through um there's other times where he's been just in a forest, like in just, just just the connection with his surroundings. I guess they've got like a nature-esque sort of spin, like a natural-esque. Okay. A naturalness. So nothing that's been sort of impeded on. Yeah, that's what it is. It's nothing that's been impeded on by the, you know, been tainted by humanity. Yeah. Or, or by non-humanity. Like yeah, I'm sorry. The chaotic... yeah, um, yes. Uh Ca uh, not capital. What is it? Corporate interest and and toxic capitalistic uh, predatory <laughs> tactics. <laughs> How about that? Okay. With all okay. the words. Just, <laughs> just um, it's just uh, calm, utter. Yeah. Utter what calm. I what I was actually referring to was your previous dreams where there was objects or monsters. That were clearly not, you know, they were not human, nor were they a natural animal. They were 
something that shouldn't be mm. right. right like abominations exactly. yep so like those are gone but they're like yeah. the, the, what those were is basically like the, they're what replaces those in these new dreams are the environments that he's in. So whereas it was like in the in the in the bad nightmares, there was like it was hyper focused on that being object thing that was tormenting him. But now it's sort of just spread out into this whole like I am like in in this environment, and this environment is 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 uh, peace and calm and love and all that crap. Could we say bliss? Is that bliss can be good? Bliss is good, but I I, say, I don't think it gets like blissfully sexual i think it's just like it's it's literal blissful contentment that he's never felt before and that's why it's mm. unnerving okay basically i think if reggie's operating under the illusion that it's that it's he's being fucked with <laughs> somehow but like it's still happening and he's still getting something out of it but someone's okay. <laughs> you you feel good and you're having pleasant dreams but at the same time you distrust it and you're waiting for the other shoe to drop yeah, like I'm not sleeping well. I'm not sleeping any better. It's just that I'm not. I'm not like waking up uh, in, <laughs> you know, humping a wall like that one time. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Uh, uh, do you talk to anybody about these dreams? No, I ran out of Therabot tokens a long time ago. <laughs> no, he just okay. paints them. He paint. He paints them in his own way. Okay. Uh, deck. Um. You've noticed for the, the, the last day or two while you guys were just sort of hanging around, um, I guess we should talk about where you stay. Uh, he has a very crappy, uh, basically like studio apartment in the Little Maldives. Oh, okay. I'm north. All right. Yeah. So you actually have to take the, the train mm -hmm. to get from here to there. Okay. I don't recall you having a vehicle of your own. Nope. Couldn't you just be like uh, your Yeah, so you're a commuter. I'm sorry, what? I was just saying, could I can just be like his own vehicle and just like transform into some sort of a bike? <laughs> <laughs> and I just totally he's not a transformer. No, that that's that's dumb. I sorry. I withdraw. <laughs> yeah, no, despite despite the fact that Deck has actually works for some kind of high prestige companies. Uh, he isn't really all that well off. He's been like somewhat low rung on all of the companies that he's worked with. So he doesn't have much in the terms of savings. Okay. And um, is there anything you want to take care of or, or make sure we do before you jump into the next mission? No, I, I think that, uh, you know, Dex basically just been kind of keeping an eye on Jack and on Nash and Reggie and, making sure that he is with them and attempting to uh, not necessarily keep tabs, but ensure his connection. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll say that you have noticed um, the last couple days, uh, there's been a distinct uptick in Reggie's mood. Uh, you haven't known them for too long, but um, from both the stories you hear in the past and from your experience of Reggie, you know, he's got a dark side to him. It often shows up in a, in a sarcastic sense of humor and mm -hmm. uh, gloomy expectations of things. But it really seems like uh, Reggie's turned some sort of corner lately. And if there's mm -hmm. anything you ever had to report about his status to anyone, mm -hmm. that would really be all you have to say. Would I know about Reggie's history with Dream Worlds? In, for, in terms of his his abilities within them like would that have been something that would have been included in a report that i would have seen just in terms of the dark like in terms of the dark matter materials uh that's a tough call because specifically no but you you did read some materials while you were there you weren't mm -hmm. just you weren't there long and you did a lot of other stuff too but you did get into their computers and you did know something about Nash and Reggie's history. Hmm. Um, but probably not. I probably didn't, you know, dig deep. Yeah, but it also doesn't. It, it, yeah. yeah, we, we didn't, we didn't get too specific. We moved past yeah, it pretty quick. Sense, yeah. It also doesn't seem like the kind of thing I could give you a brains roll for. Yeah, that, that makes sense. More like, you know, 
memory or something, but that's not what it right. is either. I think not unless Reggie's mentioned it. I know that he recently did mention the piss wave. He's fond of referring to the piss wave. <laughs> you probably don't know what that is. Right. Depending on how much time has gone gone by, I, I don't Reggie he would have been open about that if if any sort of anything came up. I don't think he would have hid that. Well, you you've tried doing it on deck as though you were in a dream. But again, to deck that probably looked like an aneurysm or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The crying and the, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus, I've heard, I have heard the stories of, of Officer Carlisle, and oh, yeah. kind of the weird shit that he pulled. So, like, who the hell knows what the piss wave could be? Like, it could have been when that one time when he rode a helicopter on top of a wave and made everybody pee their pants. <laughs> that like, did happen. <laughs> <laughs> now that yeah, here's, happened. Here's, here's what I could say, um, but it would be up to you to decide to take action here and make a roll. Mm. Uh, and that is that, remember, you you did have, uh, you did hack Subnamula's uh, call logs to mm-hmm. see that Reggie's, uh, Reggie's dream deck was communicating with Somnambula. Mm-hmm. So now that you're sitting at home alone, if you wanted to do it, you could hack further into that system and see if you could maybe pull up the actual data on Reggie's mm-hmm. dreams. Uh, uh, yeah, let's go ahead. I, they obviously have something, and all the information I have is the better I am prepared. Plus, he has yeah, time to spare. It also seems to be of of some import because when you pointed it out, uh, Nash's face just went white. Right, and Reggie uh, Reggie did not seem too happy that uh, either yeah, that Reggie they were just... tracking him, yeah, or that they had the information that was in his dream deck. Yeah, so. and no small amount of guilt. Right. Yeah, sure. Let's go ahead and see if I can. Uh, let's see if I can get into their system. Now that I'm actually like hardwired in like I'm I'm assuming at his place, like it's not just him. He actually has like a computer that he like gears up with that allows for probably better processing and multitasking. Sure, I would assume you have a computer and probably a collection of software that um mm-hmm. comes in handy given the kind of guy you are. So yep. um bots that you're support bots. Can interface mm-hmm. with that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Even my bots have bots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, the first thing you would want to do is uh, get into the system posing as something that's allowed to be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would probably involve making yourself look like the dream deck. Uh, you okay. do have its, you do have its ID number. Uh, you mm-hmm. have its NIN. Yep. So that's going to be our first role there is getting into the uh, the external layer of Somnambula's network. All right. Sounds good. All right. So, um, and I don't remember exactly what skills you have, which one I would have be the most applicable. Here. A lot. I have uh, programming, encryption. That's probably, well, yeah, that's probably electronics, definitely one. And uh, computer science is more like theoretical uh so yeah i'd say i have programming and encryption okay at this point you want to use uh programming okay and that will be uh this is very hard now you're trying to beat six oh oh geez all right that's gonna be tough all right i'm sending i have a little uh my my little bot that i'm sending out is like a little hooded figure with with horns that come up and he's my uh he, he kind of does a lot of the, the shady shit that I need to have done. <laughs> and that is a five is my highest plus two. So seven. Ooh. Ooh, you just did it. Boy, that is a yes. Nailed it precisely. That's, you know, if you fail when doing most of this shit, uh, it basically means you're discovered mm-hmm. by the system you're trying to break into. So you really don't want to fail when doing this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you are now in, and the system considers you to be a a 
a packet of information coming from a known uh, network ID. Mm-hmm. So you're now so you're now inside the system, and basically posing as a user. Right. All right. Let's see. All right. So yeah, in that case, I'd want to start. Um, I'd I'd want to get into the uh the main the main system and see if i can do a quick search um basically using using whatever kind of steer words i can to um to probably just searching for like reginald reggie carlisle seeing if i can find any information that they might possibly have connected to that okay um you are going to have to try to use system commands that are available to you from the account that you're in, in order mm-hmm. to try to, in order to try to uh, gain higher level access before you can All actually right, yeah. run a search. Right now, you're posing as a client, so oh, uh, but, right, you, yep. but you can but you can basically get a command prompt. It doesn't look like a command prompt, but you know what I'm saying. Yep. You yep. can get to a point where it's looping and waiting for you to enter a signal, data, something. Okay. Uh, and and you know, using well, I don't even have to make you roll it because computer science will tell you that there are almost certainly escape codes that you could use to inject your way into the system and gain root at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but that that doesn't mean that it's easier that you know how to do it. In fact, right. I will. Let's make this two rolls. First, give me okay. computer science. Okay. See if you can recognize the um, perhaps the type of operating system or a set mm-hmm. of commands that you might use. Right. Uh, oh, that is a six plus one seven. Damn. That is a yes and. It's like so I'm rolling you... with my little pony dice over here. <laughs> okay, so you do recognize the uh, the language being used here, okay. and give me an and. Uh. And I have, uh, I'll say that in my, in my studies with, uh, Cal log that I actually worked on encryption prevention for their system, which shares a similar data stream. So I, so I'll know, so I know kind of like the revert because I know the reverse hack of it. Possibly I'll know a couple of little keys to actually. I think you came very close to doing a character development scene right there for a skill that you already have. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to give you an extra die to roll when you, when you do the programming to try to beat that sucker. Okay. Okay, so you're trying to basically inject an escape command so that you can gain root on this system. Right. All right. Let's see here. That is oh, another six plus two, eight. Damn. <laughs> yeah, you did it again. That is a yes and. Okay, you have injected an escape command followed by a pseudo, and you're now mm-hmm. posing as someone with root powers on the system. Mm-hmm. Now, let me remind you, this is the this is it's not a phone bank, but it works a lot like a phone bank for Dream Decks. Okay. Yep. So it is it is a it is an external hub. All right. Mm-hmm. You're you're not in the main system. You're in an external right. hub. Um. Okay. You can go oh, from here to a... the main system, though. Yes. Uh. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to um, to almost uh, use this as a jumping off point. So if I can if I can keep root and maybe create like a uh, almost like a uh, a secondary ooh if if I'm in root here could I create a secondary uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, a secondary could I create a user identification that could so I could give that admin. So almost yeah, like probably... almost yeah yeah almost like create so that I'll I'll always have like instead of having to hack into the system as they go yeah, yeah. through I could just automatically log into their system through this user as an admin exactly to go. okay so that is another programming role you're creating a yep. user you can name it whatever you want yep all right let's see if I can do it first uh 
it's a four, a one, ooh, and a six. <laughs> yeah. Four, one, and a six. That's eight. <laughs> um, this is another this white yes die is really playing off for me. Well, this is this is another yes and. So you have created a user on the system. You won't need to yep. hack anymore to to get to this point. And give me an and. <laughs> oh, geez. Um. He owns Somnambula now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he transferred all the money. <laughs> um, is so all right. So this is so I'm dealing with the ba- with the um, basically the the input system for all of the Dream Decks at this point, um, mm-hmm. and then this information gets routed to the mainframe. Is that ba- is that basically I'm working like at the hub, and then this goes. Okay, I'll tell you what the and is. The and is that you oh, swapped sure. out a general schematic uh, of the location that you're in. Oh, so perfect. there are there are uh, at least one. You don't know. There may be more uh, mm-hmm. hubs, which are a network with. Um, it's not necessarily a closed network because there are ways out of it which you are aware of. Mm-hmm. But the ways out of it are at admin level only. Those will point you into the the main network of the corporate headquarters perfect but where you're at uh there is there is a, an external layer of soft low-level ai mm-hmm. um receiving data from dream decks encoding it compressing it mm-hmm. and dropping it to a database manager where it's stored and then there's a whole other api that's used by both the corporate system and perhaps others to mm-hmm. retrieve that data in chunks on demand. So this is like a uh, uh, like a storage house, a temporary uh, storage hub for yep. Dream Deck data, where mm-hmm. it gets temporarily sorted, sto- sorted, compressed, and then later pulled into the main system. Oh, all right. So I have a a l- not necessarily long term idea, but. Uh, something that I would like to set up right now, and uh, so I want to see if I can, if in this system, if I can set up almost like a like a scrubber program that can hit the data before it gets encrypted and progress and, and compressed. So if I could set up so that it, I'll I'll have it search at so any data that comes in from say. Uh, say what's his name from Bento or Nash or pos- I mean Reggie probably tossed his out, but who knows what data they're collecting on him? And uh, what was Nash's girlfriend's name? I know he mentioned it, Susie. Gar- Susie, yeah. So if I could, uh, if I could kind of set up a a low level program that would intercept, copy, and then transfer the data, because I don't want to, in- I don't want to. Dis- I don't want to distract. I don't want to break the chain because then they'll know something's wrong. So if I could like intercept information that's coming on them, copy it, bank it, and then send it off. This is another programming role. All right. I'm assuming this would be super flipping hard. <laughs> and I want to take. I want to keep that all like on their system. I'll basically be like creating a subfolder in my in my user profile. Let's see. Oh, not great. I got a five plus two is a seven. Not great. That's <laughs> well. I also think that like oh, what I'm doing is yeah, like yeah. pretty damn. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Is risky. <laughs> okay. Um. You you can make a script that does that, mm-hmm. and I need to ask you where does it dump to? Uh, it so I'm actually going to create a basically a, uh, a hidden folder in my user. Okay, in my okay. user. So that's data. where it copies. So yeah, I'm not. I don't want to. I'm. I don't want to uh, outline it to myself. I don't want traffic coming out that they could recognize. So instead, what I'll be able to do is just log into my user, into that user to check the data and collect it if need be. Okay. Um, you 
you don't find any data from Bento or any of the other names you know. Okay. Um, you find while you're doing this, while setting up the mm-hmm. script, you had to locate and identify each of these accounts. Yep. Um, so actually, this is probably going to take you hours. Yeah, that makes yeah. Yeah, I figure this is like now that I have now that he has access to the system, it'll just be on like over the next few days, something that he like goes back to in his spare time, like meet up with Nash and Reggie, come back, do this, meet up with Nash and Reggie, come back, do this. So, okay. Um, there, there is, you find nothing connecting this place to anyone at dark matter. Okay. That's you do, weird. however, you do, however, locate Susie Garps. Well, you find Reggie's account, mm-hmm. but that's yeah. when you, that's when you came in through. Right, yeah. You do find Susie Garp's account. Okay. And each night you do this, I don't know how long you're going to do this, but each night you do this, some dream material comes in okay. to Susie's account. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, and what I'll probably do is, like, I probably won't do anything with it at this point, but over, like, over time, I might want to, like, cross-reference. Like, I, I know... I, I've probably heard like Nash has told stories, even though, or like probably even more so Reggie about what they've gone through. And like, he's probably heard about the 150 foot tall baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like all, you know, just like he's weary, especially with what they just went through with dark matter of like being steered to, uh, to, you know, so He'll just keep tabs just in case we're not, you know, being sent to a dream world that has connections to the rest of them. Okay. Now, the role that you made, by the way, just a minute ago Mm -hmm. to set this all up, it came out as a yes, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it takes a few days for the but to happen. Mm -hmm. But um, one day uh, when you're coming in doing your regular run and you check Susie's account and you download Mm -hmm. some. You check that Susie's account has some new material in it, and it's mm-hmm. it's now sitting in your in your folder. And then you pop over to Reggie's account, just kind of on a whim. Mm-hmm. When uh, the system stops responding to you as Reggie, querying your own data, mm-hmm. and instead you get back an error message that says uh, account terminated. Mm-hmm. Now that may mean you've been spotted at least. Here in Reggie's account, mm-hmm. what you don't know is whether they've spotted your fake agent account, right? Um, okay, yeah. In that case, I will hastily and probably, uh, yeah, with with very little security in mind, I will, uh, I will down. Actually, no, no. He'd probably. I'd say that he, you know, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't act emotionally like that. Um, mm. So yeah, he I'll uh, he'll instead reroute and an attempt to download what information he had on Susie because he'd basically just been like viewing it through these times. Um, but he will download what information he can on Susie, copying the file, and then attempt to just trash the account. Not not Reggie's account, but his his the user the the user account he'd set up. Your your fake account. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, for that, do a programming role, but it's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eight again. Yeah. It's a yes and, and I'm going to say that and is there's no sign that you're spotted while you do it. Uh, I lost my access, but. Okay, you now have uh. A data drive, and I have to point out that mm-hmm. this data is compressed in a proprietary algorithm used by the Dream Decks themselves. Yep, uh, it is. It is not a commonly known language, mm-hmm. and so there's no way you can directly access it without mm-hmm. either getting a Dream Deck, getting access to the the core system, which does understand this mm-hmm. uh, protocol, or doing a gigantically complex hacking project. Mm-hmm. We'll see which one happens first. 
All right. Well, it took me a while. I'm sorry about that, but I went full circle, and now we're back to the next day, and we'll start with Nash. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's good stuff. Shit. I, I so just just tacking on to to what happened with um, fuck. I wanted to say chip with deck. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I I don't think that. So as public as Nash's life has become, much to his chagrin. I still think he probably keeps things pretty close to the vest. And I, and I feel yeah. like Reggie probably like talks about everything that they've been through. And and maybe it's surreptitiously, maybe it's not. Maybe like when they're all out of he's like, oh, Nash, remember that 100-foot baby? And he's just like, oh. You know. I don't know. I don't know if Reggie would. I think, no? I think he would be. I think he would probably. He'd probably observe a line when it came to Nash about some of That's the fair. That's fair. Um, but he, yeah, I mean, no doubt it would occur to him to bring it up and then like almost say it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think he'd probably be aware of because uh, we there was something did happen where a line was pointed out. I think I don't I, I, maybe back in the day I don't remember, but I think I think I've always had in my mind that like Reggie would would push that, but he he'd get to a point where he would realize that there is a line. And like oversized baby and that whole thing probably is over that line. <laughs> okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. But but I feel like you would probably bring stuff like Nash just mm. wouldn't. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Wouldn't delve into the personal stuff. Yeah, where I, I think maybe you would not, um, you know, intentionally necessarily or not with any sort of ill intent, but like you know, his deck is feeling everything out, and you know we're you know just talking and whatever, like stuff would come yeah. up, and he's like. Flipping shit and looking <laughs> stuff up. Well, certainly my life is a, a my, my entire psyche is an open book to anyone who cares to look <laughs> <laughs> at their own risk. <laughs> and the next morning, basically, Scylla had planned for you guys to take the night to prepare and then go ahead out and slip out the next morning. You, uh, your bago is on wheels. Your ship is on wheels. There's actually no reason to go to Diaspora unless you consider that there might be an emergency of some kind. I just want to let you know you're capable of slipping from anywhere. Right, right, right. Um, I, so I, I feel like Nash would probably follow all the protocols. We would, you know, make our way out to Diaspora. You know, they've got, got the Bay X and everything in case something goes goofy. You know, we're going on... You yep. know, maiden voyage here. Like he would, he would everything by the numbers. You know, we got to keep everybody safe. Got to bring everybody home. Got to have everything right planned out. Uh, I have a quick right question about slipping. So, if you, if we leave from one location and then come back to Earth, do we have to come back to that same location, or is it basically like can Reggie pick anywhere to come back to? Um, coordinates are extremely specific. Okay. So if you use the coordinates that were already calculated and just run the same calculation in reverse, mm -hmm. you'll end up exactly where you started from. Yeah. But the pilot who is a, a navigator, I mean, it's, uh, it still requires a human to, to sort of meld with the machine while controlling it in real time to do what the human has calculated for it to do. Uh, it's a strange fusion of mind and machine, which is why Reggie has to make a roll every time he, he mm -hmm. pilots. It's something that the computer cannot do just by itself. There has to be a human involved. But that said, the human can always adjust the calculation because mm -hmm. he does have like, he can pull up a model of the Earth and Google Earth or whatever and zoom in on it, find the exact latitude and longitude and then recalculate his launch point to there. So if you give him enough time and he does the die roll, mm -hmm. yeah, he can pinpoint any place he wants. All right. I was just wondering if like if we jump from like Nash's garage and then we're out in a world and one of us gets seriously messed up and needs medical assistance, if Reggie could like then jump us back home to Diaspora Ranch. So yeah. At, well, at that moment, if there was an emergency and Reggie jumped into the chair, the fastest thing he could do would be to tell the computer to reverse the, the last sure, yeah, course. Yeah. Uh, that would be the fastest thing he could do. Otherwise, he'd right. have to sit there and recalculate. True, yeah. 
So, so last night then, you know, in talking about our discussion about whether we should bring something or whatever. So Nash would have like uh, searched to have delivered to, I could probably have it at the house, right? Cause they, you know, now in this like time we like stuff delivered, I mean, we have it now, but stuff delivered by drone or whatever. So he would have ordered like, like a, like a synth silk, you know, something like, with like shiny threads uh, <laughs> sort of like woven through like, you know, shirts or capes, like whatever would be in style, so to speak. Like he wouldn't spend a fortune, but he, I mean, would I bet order, even like, just, the, yeah. I bet even just the raw fabric would be good. Well, he said, that, so my, my like meta, my thought is that they wear clothes. Yeah. And, you know, also meta their cats, right? So, yeah. you know, clothes that have like shiny shit in it, right? Oh, yeah. Like and and like Dex said, you know, jewelry. So like he would order a smattering of things to bring as a gesture of goodwill. Mm-hmm. If we're going specifically to set up a trade relationship, like that's something that Nash. Okay, can we can we a make a little list? In. Sure. So so the 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 like since silk or, or whatever we want to call it. So like. Um, do we want like numbers? Like, I don't know how many people would be there. So like, maybe like, you know, like 50 cloaks, right? This is medieval. So like 50 cloaks of like silver and gold and maybe like green. And then, um, you know, uh, I don't know, like 50, (laughs) like, like necklaces, but like ostentatious, like not like (laughs) precious, precious, right? Yeah, like it's not going to Big like, clocks on them, huge clocks. <laughs> 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 <Trash> suits. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, like ostentatious, maybe like, you know, costume type jewelry, you know, of, of like, you know, synthetic, uh, you know, like ruby, sapphires, emeralds, like things that would be striking that, you know, again, aren't necessarily worth anything, but might be something that would appeal to their feline nature <laughs> okay All like Nash right. like has got a cat right so like he's Nash is a cat guy for sure he's doubling down like he's, <laughs> he's beautiful yeah he's he's interested <laughs> just, like to, to kind of like make that connection and to do it in a way like they did with the ufa that mm-hmm. like like we're gonna do this legit like we're not killing anybody we're not stealing anything they may not be getting something that's of <laughs> value necessarily, but they're also not giving up something, I guess, maybe that they consider valuable. Like if those trees grow over the planet, like it's whatever, you know? Yeah. Like okay. It. So clothing, various types of, of costume, jewelry, and clothing, right? Yep. Okay. Are we ready to go? We're ready to go. He has a duffel bag filled with yarn balls. <laughs> I mean, maybe they get sick of playing with the cube. I nice. was just bad. Did I do a bad? Did I? Do you I, think, I mean, I look at the cloaks and they got all the. I, I mean, don't know. At the very least, maybe we could say you can use these to sew if they're not if they don't like the. I did a bad. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I think it might be good. Okay, I mean, that's you're the cat person, so I, I'm going to defer to your better judgment. I mean, I don't, I don't think they'd be offended, right? Like, if this is their thing, then they wouldn't think anything of it because they don't keep cats. I'm assuming, right? Like, that would be weird. Oh, that'd be so weird, but so cool to find out, wouldn't it? If they had like, like, wait a second. Oh no! Can you imagine if we find like little humans and those are like the cats? I don't know. I mean, with like little toilets. Let's, let's hope not. Let's hope not, because that would be it'd be weird. We'd have to torch the place. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'd never do that. Yeah, I don't. Let, let's. Yeah, let's. Uh, How about we all just take a few moments to just sort of like think about that. Just put that in your mind. Little humans, like cats, walking around houses, <laughs> cat people. Okay, now we're ready to go. <laughs> take us out. Oh, that's all right. right. So as as Reggie's this sort is of you, like, Reggie. Yeah, so Reggie's priming all of the things, and he's explaining to Nash about like the sh- like the weird ass construction of this thing. 
What you do is you push this button underneath the dash. You have to hold it for three seconds. And then you come up and you push this ignition button and then everything kind of like turns on. All right. And now you pull the crank over here and then put it into neutral first. <laughs> neutral first. Okay. And then you okay. stick your rod in it first gear. And then this button underneath over here by the seat, that's the one that's going to prime up your, your, your slip space jumping uh, stuff. The slip dynamic, you know, computer. And he flips a couple of buttons. All right. And uh, yeah, here we go. All right, and I'm going to do my little roll here. Uh, there's a five in there, plus two, seven. Good. That is a yes, and you managed to uh, put it down right at wherever you wanted, kind of within view of that city you were previously made aware of. What do you think, Nash? Like two clicks? Also, <laughs> what a click? It's <laughs> <laughs> a unit of measurement, Rich. Come on, like. A unit of measurement. Okay. Like maybe like two clicks. Yeah. I, I didn't want to walk that far. Um, no. Half we got to carry all this stuff, you know? Half a, half a click? Half a click. Okay. So you totally know this. You're a military dude. A yeah, click no, is yeah. a kilometer. Two clicks no, is a no. mile. A little over a okay. mile. All right. Well, I don't want that then. Yeah. We'll just do like, we'll just, we'll ride outside of the city limits. That's what I did. None of that other bullshit I just said. Just brought outside the city limits. Hey, everybody. Before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying the podcast from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you're here and you'd like to support the show, we have great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. There are three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast, the Night Owl Blend, which is a rich, dark roast, and the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order, and shipping is always free. So head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash Legendary Brew, or click on the link in the show notes. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.